The Mountaintop Podcast show notes can be found at www.mountaintoppodcast.com, where you can also subscribe to the newsletter and get a 25-minute call with me for free. Also, you're invited to join the Mountaintop Summit Facebook group. Look forward to seeing you there. Live from the mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to the world-famous Mountaintop Podcast. And now, here's your host, Scott McKay. Hey, all right. This is your man, Scott McKay, coming at you from X and Y Communications, at Scott McKay on Twitter, front slash Scott McKay on YouTube, and of course, mountaintoppodcast.com. And on today's show, I am very pleased to tell you that we're going to do something we've never done before in the entire 12-year history of this program. I hope you're sitting down for this, okay? I recently ran a poll with my Facebook group, and it came back 97% in favor of breaking stride and having repeat guests on this show. I don't know if you've noticed or not. I don't know how long you guys have been listening out there. But for 12 years, I've never had the same guest on twice. That is going to change today, right here, right now. And the guy who is going to break the return guest cherry for us is none other than the most appropriate guest I can think of to do so, which is none other than my longtime friend, David Shade from MasterfulLover.com. David, man, welcome back. Scott, I'm honored to be the first repeat interview. <laughs> no, I- What's the first time I've ever said welcome back to a guest? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. And as a matter of fact, you weren't only one of the first guys who came to mind as a repeat guest because you and I get along so well and we think alike on so many levels and you're so good at what you do. But I had a penchant for having guests on and talking about something different than what they're most known for. So the first time you were on this show, we actually talked about how to select the right woman, which is something you and I are both passionate about. Well, you know what? What you're most known for is giving women incredible pleasure. Might be one of the best elevator pitch taglines I've ever heard anybody in the sex advice niche ever have. It's just so descriptive of exactly what you do. And it's something that really drives our own sexual pleasure as men, isn't it? That idea that, you know, if the woman is incredibly happy and screaming and orgasmic and squirting everywhere, then, then the sex is better for us too, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so the topic today is going to be how to be that dominant sexual man who still gives women incredible pleasure in the Me Too era, the hashtag Me Too era. Some people call it the Pound Me Too era, which is rather humorous to think about. But hashtag Me Too era is what we're talking about vis-a-vis women still wanting a man who is dominant in the bedroom, maybe even dominant in the relationship and giving her incredible pleasure. A lot of guys are thinking to themselves, David, you know, maybe women have changed. Maybe I should back off. Maybe I should soften up. Maybe women want us to act more feminine than masculine. Maybe it's the future is female. We should let women take charge for a while. And yet the frustrating part to a lot of men, David, is when they start acting that way around women, they're, they're getting put in the just be friend zone. They're not becoming more sexually attractive to women. It's You see all these poor bastards out there thinking, oh, you know what? I'm going to turn into a feminist and I'm going to wear the pink hats on the pussy hat marches with the women. And then they're not getting laid. And they're like, wait a minute, I did everything these women wanted me to do. Now I'm just kind of like 
being treated like I'm their brother and patted on the head and being told I'm a good boy. That isn't how it was supposed to work. So something is awry in the universe. And David, what you're going to help me do today is unravel what the problem is and get these guys back on that universal track to sexual greatness. How's that sound? Yes. And you said that you were going to talk to me about a subject that I have never talked about before, and that is the Me Too discussion that's going on right now. Yeah, I have not talked about that before. Well, man, then let's absolutely go for it. What do you see happening with the guys you're talking to? What's the dynamic at play here vis-a-vis the Me Too movement and, you know, kind of in connection with what you've always been teaching guys? Tell us as you see it. Well, I've heard the same thing you've heard, Scott. And the reason why I have not talked about the Me Too discussion that's going on is because it does not apply to me. Because, for a very simple reason, (sighs) women, most women, typically, are sexually submissive. Most men, typically, or they should be, sexually dominant. That has always been the case, and that is always going to be the case. That's part of being a human. Now, there has been a national discussion going on. And uh, it started with uh, the Weinstein guy, that jerk, that creep. Uh, Men like that who abuse women, manipulate women, harm women, hurt women, they uh, they have a serious problem. Those men have a serious inferiority complex or whatnot. Uh, They do not understand the true dynamics between male and female. And yes, it needs to be discussed. Those men need to be put in jail for a very long time, like Weinstein. David, how would you characterize the difference between being the kind of dominant man women love and being a domineering, controlling jerk? I think a lot of guys would love to hear that differentiation. Yeah, okay. So going way back, when I was being raised by my parents, they really pounded it into my head that I must treat people with respect. I just remember that over and over. I was always told you must treat people with respect. Okay, I can do that. Uh, I learned to do that very young. And you can still treat women with respect while at the same time being a sexual dom while she is a sexual sub. Uh, I did not manipulate women. I did not hurt women. I only... I was just happy to give women what they wanted, and they wanted me to be the dom, the sexual dom, and they wanted to be sexually submissive. And it just makes no sense to me that men are unable to do that. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of that has to do with the fact that men are not getting good role models anymore. I'm very fortunate that I grew up in a home where my parents were happily married, still are happily married. They've always treated each other with respect. Uh, My father has always been a very good role model for being a man, being a husband, being a father. And my mother, (laughs) she's always been a very strong woman. She was, for the most part, the disciplinarian for me and my little sister. And then I knew I was in real trouble when my dad had to come in on it. Uh, My mother's always been a 
very self-actualized, empowered woman. You and I have spoke before about the concept of daddy's girls, a woman who was raised with a good, close, normal, loving relationship with her father. My mother was a big-time daddy's girl, so she had a, and still has, a very healthy self-esteem. She has always believed in herself, very confident in herself. And my father has always been a very good role model for a man, and he had good parents when he was growing up. So I am extremely fortunate, extremely fortunate that I was raised in that environment. Unfortunately, that's not so much the case in modern society anymore. Unfortunately, families are breaking up, and the children are not getting as much time with their father. And for whatever reason, a lot of men just are not being a good role model for being a man. And a good role model for being a man is, is always making decisions in the best interest of the family. The man actually takes the courage to take the lead, to make decisions for the family, to set things in a particular direction, and also being very supportive of his wife. And my parents have certainly always done that. And I had a very good role model growing up. So I grew up to respect women. Now, unfortunately, I generalized that, I extrapolated that to be a nice guy. So I went a little too far in the nice guy area, which is not exciting for women. And thus was not a sexual threat or however it manifests itself. And I realized the errors in my way. I realized, oh, what really happens out there in privacy outside of the eyes of the prying social circles and society is in private. The man is dominant and the woman is submissive in the relationship and most definitely in sexuality. So then I finally started to realize what makes for a healthy relationship, an exciting relationship, and what women really want is that the man is sexually dominant, the woman is sexually submissive, and that is not mistreating the woman. That is not displaying disrespect for a woman. That is actually respecting the woman's wishes for you to be a dominant male. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the things that you're talking about certainly resonate. And um, one of the things you mentioned was this idea of treating a woman right means taking care of her in a bedroom in a dominant way. First of all, you know, I talk to these guys a lot about making decisions that are in a woman's best interest as a father or even as a boyfriend and women will respond powerfully to that lead. And what a lot of guys don't understand is that sometimes what's in a woman's best interest is multiple squirting, screaming orgasms. This whole idea that sex is created for men and women are giving it up and men are scoring, you know, the way we even talk about sex is geared towards men getting the pleasure and women somehow feeling like they've been taken or used or God forbid, even raped simply because they've been compelled to have sex with a man. 
And certainly the feminists have fed that ideology and that kind of thinking into the mainstream psyche of this country and elsewhere, of course. But it's just not the reality of what happens between normal, sexually healthy people. And No, it so, is not the reality. Absolutely it is not. not. The you do not have to compel women to have sex. Women no. want to have sex. Oh, man. And Women are highly sexual creatures. They are absolutely. human beings. They want to have sex. Yes, and that's something else that a lot of guys don't believe, is it? Unfortunately, yeah. guys do not believe that women want to have sex. Guys think that you have to talk women into have sex. You have to give women gifts so that she'll have sex with you. It's all wrong. You don't have to talk a woman into have sex. You are respecting her wishes to have sex. Now, what would you say to a guy who keeps encountering a bunch of women who don't want to have sex, and he's thinking you and I are full of it because we're talking about how much women want to have sex, but he's never seen that in his own life? Yeah, What's well, he, going on He's doing there? something wrong, okay? He's doing something wrong. He's either selecting the wrong woman or he's doing it wrong when he's with her. Um, <laughs> the biggest mistake that men make is they're not being the dime. Okay, here, here's a very important thing men need to know. Women are going to wait for you to take the lead because women by nature are sexually submissive. They don't want to tell their man what to do, how to escalate things sexually. They want the man to do that. Women want to be seduced. They want to be led. They cannot lead themselves because that would define them as a slut. So they cannot do that. They don't want to do that. And that is not exciting for them. I'm talking about most women. Women want to be seduced. They want to be led. They want the man to take the lead and to escalate things sexually in a way that is respectful. It does not embarrass her in front of society. It is not coercion. Here is the correct way to do it. The correct way to do it is the man simply states what he intends to do, and she can take her to leave it. Now, for example, uh, you ask a woman out on a date. She can either take it or leave it. Okay, then you go out on a date. You select the restaurant you're going to go. Let's say it's a dinner date. So you select the restaurant. You tell her what the dress code is going to be, uh, on and on and on. At the end of the dinner date, when dinner's over, you say, let's go back to my house. She can take her to leave it, but she expects you to take the lead. Now, then when you get back to your house, you give her a tour of the house, and then you say, let's go to my bedroom. She can take her to leave it, but at least you're leading. And she can just play along or not. Now, women want to have sex. They actually look forward to it. They actually masturbate on an almost nightly basis, imagining that they are having sex. So you're respecting her wishes to have sex, but you have to do it in a manner which, number one, shows respect, right? You don't invite her out to dinner and then tell her, and after dinner, I'm going to take you home and fuck you. That is not respectful. But one step at a time, you say, let's do this. Let's do that. You're leading. You're not embarrassing her. She can choose to follow your lead or not, which means that she continues to feel safe. She still feels that she is in control without controlling the situation. You're controlling the situation. And 
you are respecting her wishes for you to be the dom and her to be the sub. Now, see, I know a lot of these guys are listening to you talking and they're about ready to wad up their iPhone and their headphones and just chuck it all at the wall because they're frustrated. They're like, this is not happening for me. And this David Shade guy is up there making it sound like it's so simple. But I'm here to tell you guys. It is that simple. (laughs) Yes. We as men are the ones who make it complicated, damn it. First of all, when you said that women want us to take the lead, I'll tell you what, you do. You have a bunch of guys out there waiting for women to show them some kind of overt signal, et cetera, et cetera, before they're willing to do anything. Guys, for a woman to take the sexual lead is like throwing cold water on sexual attraction. It's like jumping into a cold shower for her. Whereas when you are the one who takes the lead, it physically turns her on. This is how women get horny by men making these suggestions by showing their intentions. You know, guys are always confused like, well, you know, I'm supposed to tell this woman what my intentions are. I'm supposed to suggest instead of begging. Well, exactly. And just like David said, probably more eloquently than I've ever heard it said, because it was so simple. She can take it or leave it. Yet guys are so unbelievably scared of rejection. Yeah, and that's that's so <laughs> unfortunate. Men are afraid of rejection. Well, we we get rejected all the time. That's what happens to men. That's part of a man's job. You get rejected. So what? Go to the next one. Well, what I'm about to say is on top of that, you're right. But on top of that, you're less likely to be rejected when you're sexually attractive. And what's sexually attractive is letting your intentions known and being vulnerable enough to take that risk in the best way possible. Women find that hot and sexy. So the irony is the more scared you are of rejection, the more likely you are to be rejected. Now, how did you say it, saying what your intentions are? Well, of course, your intentions are to take her home and fuck her brains out. Well, her intentions are to be fucked. Well, her intentions are to be fucked, but you cannot say that. You cannot say, hello, beautiful woman. I'm going to (laughs) invite you out to dinner and I'm going to end up taking you home and fucking your brains out. Right. Now that, that would be be embarrassing to her. That would be insulting to her. (laughs) Embarrassing to you too. Well, you mentioned seduction. That's where that comes in. There's this dance and the dance is designed to warm a woman up sexually, and they love it. Because, see, if you're saying, hey, you know, nice shoes, let's fuck, you don't understand it. You don't get it. You don't know women. And the guy who doesn't know women, even at that social stage, that flirtation stage, isn't going to know how to please her in bed, so she's going to take a hard pass on it. That's what's going on there. But when you know how to warm her up, when you know how to... Go through the stages when you're patient, when you're turning her on in the way women want to be turned on, when you're lifting the the blame for everything that's going to happen off of her shoulders and she ends up saying things like, oh my goodness, you're having an effect on me that no other guys had, you know, that's when you know you're doing this right. When she's pushing back and saying, okay, look, jerk. Stop pushing so hard. I didn't come to your house just so you could rape me. You know, when you get the Aziz Ansari problems like that actor went through where he got in, where he ended up being accused of assaulting a woman when really he was just very unskilled at seduction. Basically, he's like, oh, I'm a Hollywood star. I get whatever I want. That's not going to turn a woman on. 
this idea of seducing her, this idea of her ultimately surrendering to you sexually because you've earned it is an incredibly gratifying process for both men and women when it's done correctly, isn't it, David? Oh, very much true. And it's true that men do not understand women. They don't know how they work. And I think I was uh, guilty of that in a in many aspects many years ago, which is why I determined to figure it all out. And I think that one thing that men can learn from are bad boys. Bad boys seem to get all the women. They seem to get all the sex. Women just love bad boys. Well, if you actually watch how the bad boys work, they actually will seduce a woman in a way that is respectful to the woman. They'll actually do this. I interviewed hundreds of women about their ex-bad boy boyfriends. I figured it out how those guys do it. They do it where they do it in a way that is respectful to the woman, and the woman follows his lead. First of all, he takes the freaking lead, and then she follows his lead on and on. And then, of course, he's very excited in bed because he's very dominant, which allows her to feel very submissive and very feminine. And unfortunately, later, he turns out to be a cheating jerk, on and on and on, uh, has some self-esteem issues, whatever. But we can learn a lot from the bad boys. And the one thing that the bad boys have that most guys don't have is bad boys know that women need to have hot, passionate sex. Bad boys know this instinctively. And it's easy for these bad boys to get sex because they know women want to have sex. And the bad boy simply seduces them in a manner that does not embarrass her in society, in a manner that is respectful to her. But he's taking advantage of the simple fact that women are highly sexual creatures who want to have sex, and they are sexually submissive. So he's simply the dom. He simply offers the opportunity to her. So, of course, he's going to jump on it. Several things here. First of all, you mentioned earlier that women don't want to take the lead and be sexually pushy themselves because they're afraid of looking like sluts. And, of course, slut shaming is a convention that we have invented as men, mostly because we fear another man coming and getting our woman. So we don't want her to look so sexual because, you know, she's our property sexually. So the whole idea of shaming women over being sexual creatures was born out of our insecurity. I mean, if you want to talk about something that's in line with the idea of toxic masculinity, it would indeed be slut shaming. As men leading women over the years, the areas where we have fallen short the areas where we have not succeeded at being dominant, confident, naturally masculine men have come to haunt us socially. And I think one of those prime examples is women feeling shamed for being sluts. A woman who shows her sexual willingness and her sexual desire is shamed in this society and still is. And the man who lifts that shame off a woman's shoulders through seduction, you know, I want you to be sexual. I celebrate that you're horny and that you're sexually attracted to me and that you're willing to have sex. 
when you make women feel safe and comfortable in general, and you're combining that with being masculine in the way women really enjoy it, what turns them on, which we're talking about here, that is two of the big four. And, you know, we've talked about character on this show. We've talked about the importance of being confident. Confidence is simply your belief in your own competence. So if you believe women should want you and that they would want to have sex with you, as I've said before, that is the biggest indicator of whether a guy is going to be successful with women or not. He believes women should want him, therefore they do. So that leadership is in place. Then what you're doing is you're attracting her with being a provider and being a protector, not necessarily by giving her money or, you know, putting her on a pedestal, but by being that guy who can put her at ease and lift that burden from her. And part of making her feel safe and comfortable is making her feel safe and comfortable with her sexuality, damn it. So if you're not slut shaming women and you're welcoming this sexual dance, you're more likely to see what you want come to fruition. And voila, it's what she wanted too. The other thing that I would add is you talked about how women love a man who's dominant in the bedroom. I think a lot of guys are asking, well, why would that be? I mean, why do women love to be dominated in the bedroom? Well, first of all, women love when you throw them on the bed, you know, when they feel safe and comfortable with you, see, they love when you throw them on the bed, spread their legs, get on top of them, and they can feel your weight on them. For us as men, I think that sounds like hell. I mean, the last thing we would want is to be controlled and manipulated and our legs splayed open and someone jump on us. There's the difference between men and women right there. But why do women love men who are dominant in bed? When they feel comfortable with you, why are they freed up to have you spank their rear ends and pull their hair? Well, it's because it's all metaphorical. Everything is metaphorical for sex. Everything is metaphorical for the male-female relationship. Women are turned on by men who can provide and who can protect just like you as a man are turned on by a Porsche 911 GT3 that can go 200 miles an hour and experience, you know, a certain amount of Gs on the track around the turn. When you take a woman in the bedroom and she trusts you and she is attracted to you and you give her the good, hard, dominant sexual pounding she craves, it's a lot like we as men taking that Porsche GT3 out on track day at Laguna Seca and seeing what that thing can do. She knows what you're capable of. She feels your power. She feels your confidence. She feels everything that makes you tick as a masculine man, and that just makes her explode in feminine orgasm. That's why women want you the hell to do what we're talking about here. Right, David? Exactly. I'm sure you got something to add there. No. Very well put. <laughs> very well put, Scott. It's true. Yeah, you're welcome to steal that. It's absolutely true. Women cannot initiate the sex because that would mean that she's being the dom. The women want the man to be the dom. They want women want to be the sexual sub. They want to follow the man's lead. So the man has to lead. Now, sometimes women like to ride you and they like to give you pleasure. And that's because they like to play act the opposite role because it's fun and it's interesting. No, it's because they like to please their man. That too, of course. But remember, you're the one with the stick, and she's the one with the hole. You're the one doing the penetrating, and she's the one who gets penetrated. And exactly. that, again, is 
part of the whole aura of sex. She needs to feel that you have penetrated her to her very soul in the bedroom. I think for most guys, they're getting bits and pieces of what makes for good sex and what women want and indeed what they want. But all too often, all that gets lost in translation. All that you say is very true, Scott. Let me touch on something that you mentioned earlier. You mentioned the word responsibility. That's a very, very important word, especially when it comes to human sexuality. Women do not want to feel responsible for the sex. They want to feel that you, the man, are responsible for the sex. The only thing a woman has to do is to respond. She does not want to be responsible for the sex. She simply wants to respond, which is a very important reason why a man must lead. The man must assume all responsibility for the sexuality. It's an extremely important thing that men need to understand. Men need to assume all of the responsibility for the sexuality. Well, I would argue that that's the very nature of seduction itself, if not the very definition of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, you know, you got a lot of women who are very angry about the sexual abuse that's happened to them in the past. As they should so, be. As they should be. And I think it's absolutely a travesty that men have acted like cavemen and had their way with women. But, you know, the tough part to me is how guys who are good, decent men are being led to believe there's something wrong with them simply for being heterosexual and being male. And I think that's where some angry women are taking something that's principally good and necessary and taking it a little bit too far. How would you counsel these guys on knowing the difference between, hey, you know what, this is bad behavior, this is what you should avoid, and you know what, when they take it too far, here's where they're trying to emasculate you and take your sexuality away, which is more vengeful than helpful. Where do guys draw that line? Well, because of the national discussion that's going right now, uh, the Me Too discussion, there are jerks, there are assholes like Weinstein and others, and they need to be prosecuted. Unfortunately, that's getting generalized or extrapolated to all men. And it's unfortunate because the true meaning of a man is a man who is responsible, who is respectful, who has character, on and on and on, who is capable of taking the lead and seducing a woman and respecting her wishes for hot, passionate sex. So unfortunately, it's getting generalized to everything masculine, and that's unfortunate. And as a result, Men are being beta-sized, being feminized, or they're choosing to be beta or feminine. And unfortunately for women, that is not attractive to women. And thus women have less and less choices, less to choose from out there. It's frustrating to them. I mean, women actually are dreaming. They're fantasizing of this guy. They're masturbating, thinking about the sex they're not having. I've heard you talk about women fantasizing about a faceless man taking them. That's every night in their bed alone because more and more men don't understand a whit about anything we're talking about here. David, you know, I think you summed it up wonderfully at the outset of this program. You make your intentions known to a woman. She can take it or leave it. 
If you're trying to get her to take it after she said she wanted to leave it, that's when there's a Me Too problem. That's when a man is being boorish and he's trying to force himself. But the simple act of offering it to a woman, especially after she's showing signs of being attracted and you've done this dance and you've been an effective seducer, once you feel that mood, once you're reading the signals from her, once she's having a good time and you offer her the opportunity to have sex with you. And it's not like, hey, would you please have sex with me? It's not begging. It's not pleading. It's a dominant masculine suggestion. And she accepts it. Then it's time, gentlemen, to stop thinking, oh, my gosh, she's going to betray me after this. And she's going to go cry rape. And I'm going to be taken away and handcuffs and frog march to jail. Guys, they're not going to do that. You've got to trust women love sex as much as you do. And when the consent is given and it's a clear yes, give her the sex she wants. Don't shame her when she gets naked. Love what you see. Affirm her. Take care of her in the bedroom. Give her wild, passionate, screaming orgasms as David has patented the way to uh, teach you how to give them. And everything's going to turn out fine. Most men are so wadded up in fear, they forget to look across and see this woman who's just as eager as they are. I'll cap off this conversation by saying, I had a coaching call recently with a guy who has no problem getting women to be attracted to him, but he has a very difficult time taking it from the flirtation stage to the physical stage. And it's in large part because of what we've been talking about here. He doesn't want to be seen as a creep. He wants to be seen as a nice guy, as a gentleman. And a gentleman would never force himself on a woman sexually. And he's extrapolated that concept to include the concept of never even suggesting sex to a woman. Because, you know, the old meme all over again. She doesn't want it. And she's just going to scream and run away and cry rape or something. And I recounted with him the story of a woman I went out with on a first date, and we were flirting. And as we've talked about on this show, I believe flirting is a dial that you turn up. And things were getting ramped up to the point they were hotter and hotter. And I finally looked her in the eye and said, I have not been listening to a word you said for the last minute and a half. I've just been watching your lips move. And she giggled, and she's like, well, why is that? Well, because I would love to watch you have multiple orgasms. <laughs> and her response was a little gasp, followed by a giggle, at which point she said, well, you know, that's pretty big talk for a first date, you know, which meant it was on. And so the guy I was coaching was shocked, you know, shocked out of his seat that I would ever be able to say something like that to a woman, especially that soon after getting to know her. But the connection was going. The flirtation was happening. I didn't meet her, shake her hand and go, I'd love to watch you have multiple orgasms because, you know, she would have run away with her ears bleeding. Why? Because I don't get it. I don't understand the dance. I haven't qualified myself as a guy who's worthy of giving her multiple orgasms and who would theoretically know how to do it. But there's also something important there, and it comes back to your famous tagline, David, which is, it was about giving her incredible pleasure. It wasn't about me and my selfish sexual needs. I didn't say, I'd love to watch you suck my cock. I didn't say that. I said, I would love to watch you have multiple orgasms. And 
I think that is the sort of mindset that makes all the difference is this idea of instead of me worrying about what I want, I'm going to enjoy the seduction process. I'm going to enjoy this dance and I'm going to enjoy giving women incredible pleasure. And on that note, I'd like for you to tell these guys what they're going to find when they go to your website and look around. I know that they should get on your newsletter list for sure, but what else are they going to find when they get there, David? Yes, definitely go to my website and get on my email list, which you can unsubscribe at any time. And I think that the best place that men could start is with my introductory book, where I basically discuss the framework, the background, the whole backdrop where all of this happens. It's a introductory book called The Secrets of Female Sexuality. That's really the book to start. That will tell you all of the truisms about women, about human sexuality, about relationships. What is really true for women? And truth is found in reality. And I will highlight all of the truth that is found in reality that men will see when they read the book. It will become apparent to them. And will give them the proper understanding of human sexuality, what is true for women, and the kind of man the man needs to enjoy being. So that's the place to start, a book called The Secrets of Female Sexuality. You know, I love when I have guests on the show, and what's offered at the end is so incredibly relevant to everything we just talked about. And this is definitely one of those cases. So, gentlemen, go to www.mountaintoppodcast.com, front slash shade, S-H-A-D-E, and uh, get you some, because everything David Shade does is high-quality material. Like me, if it's not good stuff, he doesn't produce it. He over-delivers on everything he's ever done. And uh, David, what a great conversation, man. I think we hit all the good points on this. I think we uh, really challenged guys to go out there and be masterful lovers. And for that, I am incredibly grateful, and I'm sure they will be too. So thanks for coming on. It was an honor to be speaking to you and your clients, Scott. Thank you, sir. Definitely. And gentlemen, if you have not gone to mountaintoppodcast.com just yet, here's what you're missing out on. First of all, you'll get show notes for this episode and many others. You'll also be able to click the button in the upper right and talk to me for 25 minutes for free. We can talk about coaching. We can talk about whatever's on your mind. You can give me some ideas for the show, whatever you'd like. And you're going to find that I'm exactly who you expect me to be. I uh, put my pants on one leg at a time like David Shade and like every other man out there. And uh, what you see is what you get. Also, definitely get on my mailing list also because I send you good, actionable stuff that you can use every day to get better with women. Oh, and another thing you can do while you're there is you can sign up for our Facebook group, which is Mountaintop Summit. If you want to find that on Facebook on your own, you can do that as well. Uh, really building an excellent community of big four men there. So come join us there. And until I talk to you again on the next episode, this is Scott McKay from X and Y Communications. Be good out there. Mountaintop Podcast is produced by X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Be sure to visit www.mountaintoppodcast.com for show notes. And while you're there, sign up for the free X and Y Communications newsletter for men. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Mountaintop Podcast.